0: On this Easter weekend, I've titled the message, Alive, Alive. Several years ago, I was really just sick. I wasn't doing well physically. My chest, my heart felt like it was going to jump out of my chest. I was having numb feeling going shooting down my arm numbness and pain in my in my arm I was nauseous I was just dizzy and nauseous and actually one Sunday I couldn't even stand up to preach and I had to I had to sit down and and teach the entire message sitting down because I was just that dizzy it had lasted I don't know three or four weeks I just was dizzy and it kept kept escalating and you know, I, I try to be one of those tough guys, and you know, don't don't let anybody know that I'm I'm hurting. I'm okay. And and I was I was in bed one night. It was probably two or three o'clock in the morning. It was just feeling like I'm, I'm having a heart attack. And so I lean over to my wife, Ben Mancho Man, and I said, Hey, baby, uh, my, my my chest is kind of hurting, but I'm okay chest is kind of hurting. I'm okay, but I'm going to drive to the heart hospital, but I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And my wife said, okay, okay. And, and literally my wife, she <laughs> went right to sleep and a brother drove himself to the heart hospital. Come on somebody, don't, don't, when you're in pain, don't you be macho, man, or you will drive yourself to the hospital, do you hear what I'm saying? And so I drove myself to the hospital, and and I got there, and, and I still don't understand why they put those gowns on you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like the backside doesn't even have anything in it, and I, so I put my gown on, and I, and I get in, I get in the bed. They put me in the bed, and I I mean I'm just not feeling good. I'm telling the nurses I'm just I'm not doing good, and they hook up the EKG machine to me. They check on my vitals, they they check my heart, and and, and they come back and tell me, Mr. Cooper, you are not having a heart attack. All right you're under a lot of stress, and you're having a stress attack, you're having a a panic attack, and with all the stress that you're under, we're going to give you some medicine. And so they, they gave me some medicine, and literally, I was out. And when I woke back up, There were doctors around me, nurses around me, equipment around me, and and they say to me, Mr. Cooper, we almost lost you. You are allergic to that medicine. Get me up out of here. Y'all going to kill me. I'll keep my stress. And I was just on my back, laying down, no energy, the life just out of me. And I think we all find ourselves in different seasons well, the life just seems to go out of us, a situation we're in, and the life just seems to be zapped out of us. May, 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 maybe for you it's been a relationship, and the relationship started off good, or the friendship, or maybe you're raising children, and you're so excited to have children, or maybe maybe you just got married, or you've been married, and, and, and it's it's a marriage, or, uh, and it's a relationship that you're in, and it started off so good. It started off just awesome and wonderful and And then the next thing you know, the relationship turns a corner. And then you're not getting along anymore. You're arguing. You're fighting. It's just conflict. And the relationship feels like it's on life support. You feel like you're on life support. And that relationship just drains you. And you feel like the the life has just gotten knocked right out of you. You find yourself just kind of on your back in this relationship. It's not going well. Maybe it's at your workplace. And at work, you started off the job, and it was just going so good and so awesome. And maybe they, uh, you got a new, new co-worker that you just don't like, or, or a new manager, or, or they switched your portfolio, or they, they were downsizing, and people are now losing their job, and, and you're just miserable at your workplace. You don't like it. You don't enjoy going. You don't like the people that you're around. And, and it's just like your workplace is draining you and just sucking the life right out of you. Maybe it's school. And, you know, you start off school and college or maybe high school or, or maybe, maybe junior high, and, and you start off and you're excited about school, you're, you're pumped up about school, and that, about this time of year, come on, this April, school's about to wind down, and some of you are like, the life is out of me right now. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to class. I don't want to study. I don't want to do the term paper. It's just the end of the year, and I feel like the life has gone out of me. And there are times in all of our lives We find ourselves in a situation where it's just like the life has gone out of us. We're going to look at a story today in the Bible. In in John chapter number 11, there's a story about two sisters. Their names are are Mary and Martha, and they have a brother named Lazarus, and Lazarus is on his sickbed, and, and he's literally about to die and so they send word to Jesus. Jesus is in a, a, a nearby town, and, and they believe if Jesus will, will come, he, he, he could heal their brother. So they send word to Jesus, and, and Jesus hears that Lazarus is on his sickbed about to die. And the Bible says something rather interesting. The Bible says that Jesus loved them, but he waited two more days. He loved them, but waited two more days. Friends, can I tell you that Jesus loves you? He loves me. But just because he loves us doesn't mean that he always answers our prayers the way we want him to. And and so they prayed, but Jesus doesn't come immediately. They want him to come right now. He doesn't come right now. He doesn't come immediately. He doesn't answer their prayer in the way that they want him to. And then when Jesus shows up two days later, Lazarus is dead. He's on his back. The life is out of him. He's actually in a tomb, and Martha, Lazarus' sister, comes up to Jesus, and she basically gives Jesus a piece of her mind. She basically says something like this, Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Why didn't you come? He is dead. He's in a tomb. It is over. It is finished. Where were you? And then I want you to notice Jesus' response in John chapter 11 and verse 23 it says Jesus said to her your brother will rise again Martha answered I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day Jesus said to her I am the resurrection and the life the one who believes in me will live even though they die this verse is what easter is all about Jesus is the resurrection and the life It goes on to say in verse 26, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And I want us today to to, to look at these seven powerful words of Jesus. I am the resurrection, and the life. First of all, let's understand that Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. That's what we celebrate at Easter, around 2.2 billion people from different languages, tribes, economic backgrounds, Tongues, races get, will gather all around the world this weekend to acknowledge their faith that Jesus was crucified. He was put into a tomb. On the third day, he rose again. Jesus, the son of the living God, died on the cross of Calvary for my sins, for your sins. And by the power of God, he got up again on the third day with all power in his hands. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Jesus is alive and well today. He's alive and well. That's Easter. That's what it's all about. And we believe that Jesus rose again so that one day we can rise again and experience eternal life. You see, when Jesus said, I am the resurrection, he was pointing us to the future. He, he was he was he was referring to the future. He Jesus is saying, "I am the resurrection." Listen, in me you have a future hope. The Bible says it like this in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, "All praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. That's that, that new life that we experience in Jesus." It says because God Raised Jesus Christ from the dead, Easter. You're raised from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and, and the expectation that we live with is, is of heaven. And we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And, and through your faith, this is talking about faith in Jesus. God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation. We're talking about this salvation of of heaven, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. Jesus is alive again so that one day we can be alive again forever because Jesus is the resurrection. I have a future hope. I have a hope that one day I'll see my mom again. My mom passed away in July the 10th of 2010 at the age of 56. I miss my mom, but because I have a future hope in Jesus, I'll see my mom again. I believe that I'm going to see my grandma again, Grandma Mary. And I love my grandma. See, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my grandma. My grandma prayed for me. Come on, I hadn't always been a preacher somebody. She prayed for me. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for Grandma Mary. And I, I, because of my hope in Jesus, I'm going to see my grandma again. Because Jesus is the resurrection, one day I'll spend eternity in heaven where there'll be no more pain and no more suffering and no more hatred and no more killing and no more stealing and no more disease. There'll be no more sin. Oh, I've got a hope for heaven because of Jesus. Jesus is the resurrection. And then Jesus said, not only that, second of all, Jesus is the life. Jesus is the life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. I I am the future. But he also said, I am the life. I am today. You see, when life has gone out of you, Jesus can help get you back up and help you move forward. Jesus can breathe life into you again today. He's the resurrection and the life. You see, friends, because Jesus is alive again, you and I can be alive again. My wife and I, we we enjoy television. I, I, I enjoy movies, going to see the movies and watching television and one of my wife and I's favorite shows right now is 24. So we, we like watching 24. We T Void and we try to watch it every week. And now I still miss Jack. Come on, anybody, any 24 lovers, come on. Remember Jack Bauer? Jack was a bad Mama Jamma somebody. <laughs> I miss Jack, but, but I am into the new 24. And, and I, I, I also, we, we, we're watching Designated Survivor. And, uh, you know, Kiefer Sutherland is, is in that show, and I still call him Jack. You know what I'm saying? Jack Bowers is in, in now the designated survivor. And, and, and so we like to watch that. And, and now, now I don't like to watch scary shows. So I don't, do, I don't do scary. Now, now one of our pastors on staff, he likes to watch the show The Walking Dead. Now, I don't want to watch The Walking Dead. It's got zombies in it. If you're not familiar, it's got zombies in it. And you, know, you say, Pastor, why don't you like watching... Watching zombies because I don't like to be scared. I'm just telling you I don't want, I don't I don't need to be. I, I get scared easy. Don't scare me. I don't want to be scared. And so I don't watch it. But but it's interesting that that the show The Walking Dead has zombies in it, and, and those zombies they're they're not dead, but they're not alive. They're just kind of there. They're not dead, but they're they're not alive. And and a lot of people because of situations that they go through, find themselves living a zombie life. They're not dead, but they're not fully alive. They're just going through life. I know this personally. You see, when I found myself in the heart hospital, because of stress, I wasn't taking a day off of work I was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. I was stressed out about everything. I wasn't taking care of myself physically. I wasn't in a good place. I wasn't dead, but I wasn't fully alive. Jesus came to give me life, and I wasn't experiencing the the abundant life that he had for me. You see, there have been times in my life where I have been bitter. I have harbored unforgiveness in my heart. I was getting even with people retaliating, carrying just bitterness and unforgiveness in my heart. And you know what I found? That I wasn't dead, but I wasn't fully alive. I wasn't experiencing the life that Jesus had for me. And I can tell you in my own life, there have been several times where Jesus has breathed life into my body, into a situation. I have experienced how Jesus is the resurrection, the future, and the life. Today, he can breathe life into you. I want you to listen to what Jesus says to Martha. In John chapter number 11 and verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Now, now remember that Lazarus was dead. I mean, dead dead, in a tomb, dead. The Bible says he stunk. He was dead. And Jesus said, I can make a dead man rise again. That's good news for you this Easter weekend. I don't care what situation you're dealing with. I don't care what you're going through in life. No matter how dead your situation or relationship may look, I want you to know there's a God in heaven, that he can make your situation rise again. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Rise again. I want you to listen to what the Bible says about Lazarus. In John chapter 11 and verse number 43, it says, when he, said, when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. I, I believe this Easter, just like Jesus called Lazarus by name. I believe he's calling some of you by name today. At all of our locations, he's calling you by name. He's whispering to your heart right now, and he's saying, come out. Come out of your pain. Come out of your addiction. Come out of your loneliness. Come out of your despair. Come out of that unhealthy relationship. he's, He's whispering to you, just like he said to Lazarus, he's saying to you today, come out. And verse 44 says, the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with stripes of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Let him go. Come on, in all of our locations, everybody say, let him go. Oh, come on, that wasn't good enough. Come on, everybody shout out, let him go. I believe Jesus is saying today to you, let him go. Let her go addiction, let go pain, let go depression, let go bad habits, let go low self-esteem, let go despair, let go guilt, let go condemnation, let go shame, let go because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. You don't have to keep living a zombie life because he came. To give your life and life more abundantly. Jesus is alive again so that you can be alive again. Alive again, not just in your tomorrows, but in your todays. Jesus, third of all, is the I am. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you're not familiar with with the Bible, I Am is one of the names of God in the Scriptures. In the book of Exodus, it's the second book in the Bible, there's a guy named Moses, and and Moses was on the backside of the desert. And the Bible says he was taking care of his father-in-law's sheep, and, and all of a sudden a bush caught on fire, but it did not burn up. And so it got Moses' attention. He went to the bush, and God began to speak to Moses in that bush. And he said to Moses, Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt. I want you to go tell Israel, and I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my people, the Israelites, go free. And, And I want you to see what Moses said back to God when he said, you go back and talk to Israel and Pharaoh. In Exodus chapter 3 and verse 13, it says, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Come on, God, what shall I tell them if they ask me what your name is? God said to Moses, I am who I am. God, could you get a little bit more specific? Just a little bit, please. I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. You know what God was telling Moses? Listen, Moses, don't box me in. Don't don't limit me. I'm bigger than you can fathom or understand. Listen, Moses, I am who I am. I, I love what Louis Giglio, a pastor, I love what he wrote. He says, for every cry, there is an answer. I am. I need help, I am. I need hope, I am. I need a fresh start, I am. Nobody's listening to me, I am. I don't have a prayer, I am. I can't hold on, I am. My kids deserve more, I am. I'm pouring out into others who's pouring into me, I am. I've given all that I can give and it's still not enough, I am. I'm tired. I am. I quit. I am. I can't. I am. I need a drink. I am. I need a fix. I am. I need a lover. I am. Somebody just hold me. I am. I am the solution. I am the restorer. I am the builder. I am the answer. I am the wise one. I am the coming one. I am the mighty one. I am the Lord God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one besides me. I am first and last. I am the alpha and the omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am your forgiveness. I am your salvation. I am your hope. I am your freedom. I am your life. I am your joy. I am the forgiveness. I am your solution. I am your choice truth. I am the way. I am the life. I am the good shepherd. I am powerful. I am for you. I am available today. I am who I am. And I believe today Jesus is saying to you, I am everything that you need. I am the resurrection, and the life. All you need is Jesus. Jesus is alive again so that you can be alive again. Number four, do you believe this? Do do you believe this? This is really the Easter question. In verse 26, Jesus asked Martha, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Easter really comes down to this question. Do you believe this? And Martha's response, she said, I believe that you're the son of God. I believe you're the Messiah who's coming to the world. I believe. And the question this Easter is, is do you believe? Do you believe that he's the resurrection and the life? Not not, not not just do your parents believe it not not just do do your friends believe it not 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 just do do family members believe it but in your own heart do you believe that Jesus the words he said I am the resurrection and the life you see friends when you believe can I tell you what'll happen? You'll come alive again. That's my story. You see, I grew up in a, a small town right here in the state of Oklahoma. I grew up in a town called Weewoka. If you're not familiar with Weewoka, it's a, it's a suburb of Seminole, Bawalika, Watumka, Holdenville, Bowlegs, Sasakwa, and New Lima, just, just trying to give you kind of where we're located. We woke up. And we woke up. I grew up, and I was the furthest thing from a, a Christ follower. I was the furthest thing from a preacher. When I was growing up at the age of 13, I was sexually abused by a lady, not my mother. I spiraled into sexual promiscuity, and began to live wild. I found myself living with shame and guilt and bitterness and anger. And in high school, my parents split up and they got a divorce. And I was really confused and I was hurting. And one night, I went to the Uwoka High School football locker room. They were having a Fellowship of Christian Athletes meeting. And the only reason I went was for free pizza, come on somebody, come on somebody. And I went for free pizza. And and I went in that locker room and Todd Thompson, the former kicker for the Oklahoma Sooners, he shared about Jesus, the I am, the resurrection and life. He talked about Jesus that night. And that night in that football locker room, I can tell you I walked in, I was abused, I was hurting, I was confused. But that night I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And the best way that I can describe what happened to me is I became alive again, I came alive again. And there are people in our church, these are not actors, these are real people that attend our church. And they have a story of how Jesus has impacted their life. I want you to check out their stories. Check this out. Growing up, I was surrounded by substance abuse and felt helpless to stop it. I would pray and seek God. Later, as I started my own family, we drifted from church. Growing up, my stepdad taught me about God, but I was not passing that on to my children. I came to People's Church for the first time in 15 years, and two of my children and I were baptized. My life and family felt on track. This year, my stepdad's health drastically declined and he passed away. Instead of helplessness, I felt God gave me the strength to say goodbye. I passed the strength on to my family and the children I serve in PC Kids. I'm no longer helpless. I'm alive again. From the outside looking in, I was living the good life. I was a club promoter surrounded by women, drugs, and parties. But when the lights went out and the high faded, I didn't know why I was still living I was completely empty. After a divorce and having my daughter taken away, I spiraled into a deep depression. I knew something had to change and I called out to God. He called me out of my oppressive lifestyle and filled me with hope. I now greet people at the doors of the church every Sunday instead of the club. I am no longer empty, I'm alive
1: again. Growing up, I was filled with hate and contempt and acted out. I would drink as much as I could, then drive as fast as I could. I spiraled into addiction and left a path of destruction that nearly destroyed me and my family.
0: Eventually, I got sober for their sake. I was able to break free from alcohol, but not from my shame. Two years ago, I came to People's Church and for the first time I'm in church every week, serving in ministry and discovering my purpose. God has transformed my life and is turning me into the father and husband He created me to be. His forgiveness has finally allowed me to forgive myself.
1: I'm no longer ashamed. I'm alive again. I was five when my father
0: died. For years I was angry at God and furious at my dad for leaving. I was asked to sing on the worship team at church and reluctantly agreed. The first time I stepped on stage was Father's Day two years ago. As I began to sing songs of worship, God's love overwhelmed me and I felt him call me his daughter. Tears streamed down my face as years of bitterness melted away. That day I visited my father's grave for the first time in 12 years. My small group gave me the courage to share my story today. God called me out of bitterness into joy and showed me that he will never leave. I am no longer fatherless. I am alive again.
1: The resurrected king.
0: I always wanted to be a good girl, but in college, I got into the party lifestyle. I started sleeping with my boyfriend and ended up getting pregnant. I was doing whatever felt good, but the deeper I went, the less satisfied I was. I felt trapped with no way out. I told God if he would give me a sign, I would get saved. That night, my relationship ended, and the next day, I went to church and raised my hand to accept Christ. I went through first step and my life began to radically change. I got baptized on December 11th and the moment I came out of the water was the cleanest I've ever felt. I am no longer trapped, I am alive again. My dad left at an early age and my mom was addicted to hard drugs. My siblings and I were in and out of foster care and suffered terrible abuse. I felt discarded and broken. The only person of faith in my life was my grandma. On her deathbed, she told me to sing for Jesus. Even though I was living wild, I remembered my grandma's words. God called me out of my pain and into true healing. I now sing with my church family on the worship team and God has given me the ability to love my kids like I've never experienced. I'm no longer broken. I'm alive again. By your spirit,
1: I will rise from the ashes of the The resurrection Resurrecting me in your name, I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrected.
0: Because Jesus is alive again, you and I can be alive again. At all the locations, you can just be seated for a few moments. And I just want to tell you my story. You see, in that football locker room, that night when Todd Thompson shared, See, that night, I didn't make a decision. I made it a commitment to follow Jesus. You see, I grew up around church some, and we went to church some as when we were kids, and went to Sunday school some, and I knew some Bible stories. I could quote a scripture. I knew some Christian songs. But I had never made a commitment to follow Jesus. And that night in that football locker room, it wasn't a decision. I committed my life to Jesus, to follow him. I didn't care what anybody else thought. The football team was all around. I was a senior captain on the team. I just began to cry and weep as I committed to follow Jesus. And I, I came alive again. I actually left that football locker room. I had my tapes. It was just filthy music, and I got rid of those tapes. I know some of you don't know what tapes are, just Google it and you'll find out. I got rid of my tapes. And that that next Sunday, by myself, I drove myself to church on Miccosukee Street by myself, 17, because I didn't make a decision. I made a commitment to follow Jesus. So I went to church that next Sunday. I got baptized in water. I got in a small group and started studying the Bible with some other people. At the age of 17, I came alive again. I don't know where I would be if I didn't commit to follow Jesus. And I stand before you today at 41 years old. And I can tell you, Jesus is alive again. So that you can be alive again.